0: Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew.
1: Stand clear. Oh.
0: Hey, welcome, everybody. It's Doctor Homebrew. We're here for another round of judging homebrewed beers. We have a double IPA on uh, first, and then we have a braggot on second. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what anything means. I don't know what a double IPA really is. So we're going to learn all about these (laughs) and more on Dr. Homebrew. We're also going to have a brand new uh, segment called That's a Good Question. Where we yeah. get, where we get uh, we get an email from a, a listener saying uh, why did you do this you stupid yeah. idiot and we go
2: that's a good question we'll after almost it out. eight years on the air we finally got our first question it's great <laughs> what happens if we actually get a bad question I mean it, probably do we just call it that's a good question anyway or it's a just good question yeah
3: <laughs> no that, that segment would be called you're off your rocker
2: <laughs> there we
3: good
0: go point. pew pew, pew. Whenever i um, on my uh, Disney podcast, on Ears Up Podcast, everybody, uh, EarsUpPodcast.com, um, whenever someone says something wrong and we find out about like a listener emails in and goes, uh, actually, that was incorrect. I, I made this whole sound thing and I, I put people in the press room or like <laughs> pretend that they have to go to the press room and be like, so I said some things on the last show that I didn't really mean and... <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the whole a, thing.
2: Usually, usually, that's Terrence. It's usually, B. Terrence. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody have to go in the press room for a while on years up.
0: I so. went in the press room the other day. Okay, which I'm a little behind anybody. on the
2: archives yeah. for years up. Then how dare you?
0: We just launched a new <laughs> shirt. Go to our Etsy page, Etsy. dot, sh- Etsy dot com slash shop slash coveyrs. It's the Tomorrowland. Oh. Um, like uh, old Tomorrowland entrance sign. It's like the arch, right? It's in bamboo and it has a little mask and the tusk, tusk or not tomorrow. it's uh, Adventureland, right? Mm-hmm. But it says Tomorrowland in bamboo. In my mind, it's like, you know those cakes that look like a book? It's not really a book, it's a fucking cake. It's like, I right. don't know, to me it's like mm-hmm. just a weird thing to scratch your brain at, but... Anyway, mm. I digress. Why we're here <laughs> is because of the I'm fine the right people show. at Five Star. You go to Five Star Chemicals Lockup. If, if any time, Brian, I'm just talking about nothing, you're on the right show. This is it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is what Let's it is. So
2: was Star Trek.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: right. This is we're going to talk about the tiki room in a couple of minutes here, I think. So let's just, let's just keep <laughs> we'll plowing
0: just keep going. forward. 5starchemicals.com. Uh, Go there. Learn about the best way to clean and sanitize your brewing equipment. Follow them on social media. They won't spam you. they will they, not going to post every hour like some people do. Uh, they're just nice, friendly people making great chemicals for you to clean and sanitize with. So uh, shoot them a line. Drop them an email. Thank them for sponsoring this show because they definitely don't have to, and they've been doing it for a long, long time so uh you know please uh, shower them with accolades you know what i'm trying to say all right uh brian welcome back my dude yeah oh, thank you you have Glad a double IP, you have a double ipa
4: um, double the
3: fun. <laughs> double I should have Brian's uh, coaster here on my desk. He, he has his own coasters. I see. How he's got a okay. sign on his fridge. Yeah, I oh, see yeah, the cool.
0: I see the Glad grog tag sign
4: back Tell there. Us
3: about Archer Brewing, what was the inspiration for the name there?
4: Uh, I live on Archer Drive, so I guess it wasn't very inventive, but you know, <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay, so you don't have a crossbow, or you don't? Yeah. No. Here. No. Yeah. I hey, man. Thought it was a cool theme and yeah. the street, so there we go.
0: Yeah, it definitely it definitely invokes a lot of uh, movement, and you have the the sign from Grog Tag back there, the metal sign on your fridge.
4: That's
3: right. Nice. I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, one I step above time. me,
3: I don't have my own coasters. I have a beer sign, but I don't have the coasters.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I can I can talk about this because Grog Tag is a sponsor of the show, but uh, this weekend for Easter, if you spend fifty dollars with the labels, you get a you get twelve free coasters. So wow. you can design your own coasters for free. That's a that's a thing that's coming. Nobody knows about it. We haven't announced it yet. So, um, you know, cool. there you go. Right
2: on. Yeah, you're anyway. you're dropping some knowledge and giving us the scoop here. That's JP. what
0: I'm doing. Go follow Grog Tag on social media. You can read my well, words. JP, you'll
3: have to brew a beer that's worthy of, of making a label for. Then, then I don't Ow.
0: think so. I don't think I can. I mean, I still want mm-hmm. to do that ESB with uh, with Kveik yeast, man, because that yeah. mild came out really good. Do it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get down to uh, Brian's Double IPA. Brian Cooper. I mean Brian yeah. Shark, Excuse me. I don't know. See, this is what I was talking about on the last show with with John from uh, the AHA, talking about five star, talking about California Grand versus the Grand Cup. I I I don't know, man. I twist things around in my head, and I I just I forget. Uh, you guys, I I I transpose names, um. And I felt Where really bad. Yeah. I, I felt really mm. bad. I was like, John from the BA, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Okay. Also, you know, from the AHA. I'm like,
2: God, that's so <laughs> stupid.
0: And I haven't stopped well, thinking about AHA it since. The
2: part of the BA, right? I know, now.
0: but, you know, that's like saying, um, you know, you work for Twitter, but you're really in the square side. It just, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. Right. Anyway.
3: We care more about the right. Than than we do about the... Uh, yeah. You know. Well, I don't know. We want the breweries to survive in this era too, so the BA is very important right now. Honestly. Exactly. And they, yeah, they. That was cool that he came on. That was fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, Brian Shar. Let's get into uh, into Brian's Double IPA here, and then we'll uh, that whole fun stuff, man.
2: Let's Let's do it. So, uh, Brian, uh, I didn't ask you on the last show, but for listeners that might not have listened to every show that Uh-oh. we've done, here comes. Uh, I, I understand that you're in a homebrew club. What is it?
4: The Music City Brewers in Nashville. Very
2: cool. How long have you been a member? Oh, don't
4: ask me questions. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe long, about... Long, long enough.
4: Yeah, maybe seven years or so.
2: Wow, very cool. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing this, this beer with us. Uh, I just uh, uh, poured myself a fresh bottle. I had judged this, uh, gosh, probably a month or two ago and it's good to come back to it. Uh, The uh, bottle inspection, I thought it was maybe a little low in the neck. It doesn't affect the score at all, but that's just a a note. Uh, Aroma. The aroma is uh, grapefruit, piney, and slightly dank. It's also got this one, uh, having just opened this up, it's got a little, almost a Northern Brewer kind of woody character to it also, Hmm. which I think is interesting, but that might be, just kind of uh, uh, overlap with the piney uh, character. Uh, it's got it's got a, a high level. The aroma is at, at a high level with hops. Uh, very low malt, uh, Very low ethanol. Uh, gave it uh, eight out of twelve. Uh, appearance three out of three. Color is dark copper. You know it's kind of on the dark side of uh, color for the style, but it's certainly within within the range. Uh, it's clear. There's a very slight. Uh, What I think of as like a chill haze or uh, it's kind of hard to uh, where I'm at now. Yeah, this one's a little bit clearer than the previous sample that I had. It's still a three out of three, Uh, but something like this, a double IPA can be real hard to get real clear, both because of the sheer amount of hops in there uh, and from potential chill haze. Uh, Head is low, but very consistent Uh, flavor, uh, 11 out of 20. Uh, initially, the flavor is a uh, piney hop at a, a medium-high level. The uh, hop bitterness is high right out of the gate, as it should be. Uh, the bitterness, uh, to me, dominates the balance all the way through. Uh, malt is at a low level. The um, the finish is long and balanced toward bitterness. It's uh, well attenuated. There's some caramel-ish flavor at a low level. You know, I had a note that I got a slight pumpkin slash acetaldehyde from the previous bottle. And this one, admittedly, I just poured out of the fridge about 10 minutes ago. So the uh, it's probably a little bit colder than it should be. But I'm not really getting the pumpkin. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not getting the pumpkin in this one. Maybe that's a, uh, an issue with the uh, – just it's, it's too cold to detect – or maybe my taster was off the day I had the previous one. Or maybe it's just some bottle variation. Uh, uh, although acetaldehyde would be a weird thing to have bottle variation. I'm actually going to come up uh, to 14 out of 20 on Facebook. Damn,
0: flavor. there we go, man. On the fly. You guys are witnessing this live.
2: This is This is the excitement of beer judging. And if you've never actually been to a homebrew competition, it's the excitement of watching a bunch of generally middle-aged guys sitting down writing stuff (laughs) just writing furiously yeah uh, chatting periodically and then changing stuff on the fly it's fun to do but really not a lot of fun to watch
0: that's true Uh, it's it's a lot of generally middle-aged guys who would all have been um, uh, approved to get the vaccine three weeks ago at the, <laughs> it's a little BMI joke, and, guys. Sorry. Rumors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Like and BMI of just overweight yeah. is my my joke. So, sorry.
2: What's what's funny too is like when you first start judging beer and your friends ask you, what are you doing this weekend? And so, oh, I'm judging a homebrew competition. Like, oh, can we come? And like, because um, <laughs> they think it's like free. No. Like everyone's just going,
0: yeah, you get some and you get this and let's yeah. try this.
2: And yeah, and it's not It's like a beer festival or like GABF or something. It's but a lot like, of this. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint you. It's I mean, not at all what you think it's going to be. We do a
0: lot of that on this show. Where it's a lot of like just swishing to and the show snorting, if you're curious and curious yeah.
2: about what actually happens I, at a homebrew competition. I
0: have thought about like maybe like doing a sh- doing a beer in advance, like a pre-show, not record it for mm-hmm. the podcast, but just go live and just see if anybody like I don't know for those people who like maybe give a shit
2: yeah
0: i don't
3: know we're gonna do a special a special show where it's just a recording of us judging the beer before the show
0: and then that's <laughs> and then that's <laughs> one <laughs> episode <we're sitting laughs> on the and then two, two weeks, weeks later, later we'll release the, the yeah one.
3: and then they'll, it'll show me doing the same thing and my kid coming in and <laughs> interrupting me and then at the end like it'll be brian and i on the phone like hey so brian what did you think of that uh beer and i'm like oh yeah you know i'd come up a little i'd come up a point on your uh your flavor score there you really didn't uh detect that uh, that acid aldehyde after all did you no? Uh, yeah.
2: that would be the best facebook live ever oh my god we might get like 40 or 50 viewers for that i mean yeah.
3: <laughs> okay please continue that, <laughs> that might I, be sorry.
2: that might be what helps me break through as an actual youtuber to my daughter who can insist that despite <laughs> the fact these are on youtube i am not a youtuber no you're not so, well it has to be on tiktok judge the yeah, I i think so and repeat, Yeah, if we were ticking and talking, yeah, that'd be that'd be some beer judging. So mouthfeel, four out of five. Uh, low carbonation, a little less than expected for this style. Uh, body's low, which is good. It isn't supposed to be a barley wine and a really full-bodied beer. Low warming, creamy. Uh, overall impression, uh, six out of ten. Uh, and I'm actually going to go up one on that because part of where that was a six was the acetaldehyde. So that takes us up to a 36. So your total is 36 on this. Uh, the hop flavor and the aroma in this beer is really well done. I like how you manage the jam. A lot of aroma and a lot of flavor in here. That's what a, a double IPA is not just about having, you know, a lot of alcohol. And that's in, in an era where IPAs can be 7% and a double IPA probably is going to be 9 or 10. Uh, so that a triple can be, you know, 12, you know evil three or something like that can be a, uh, it's gotta be like a 12% or a 13% or it's not just about having a lot of alcohol. And you did get a lot of hop character, uh, in terms of flavor and and aroma in here. And I really like that. Uh, the acetaldehyde, blah, blah, blah. Uh, isn't really, my feedback had to do with for a big high alcohol beer, be sure to pitch a big starter and aerate, uh, I think that there wasn't acetaldehyde before, and somehow I just somehow perceived some of the hops, maybe that, um, maybe the pininess or slight dankness. I think I managed to mistake that for acetaldehyde. I don't think that's there. So, really nice beer. I really enjoyed it. This is a uh, 36 out of 50. So, thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Awesome. Okay. All right, Cooper.
2: All right.
3: I didn't listen to anything Brian said but I am pretty sure I'm going <laughs> to echo a lot of what he did say uh, the fill level was actually it was just barely over the shoulder of the bottle on the first one I opened this one was a little better um, but yeah sorry like, I hate
4: bottling bottling sucks <laughs> it's
3: like eh, it's it's got beer in it Come on, cap <laughs> that's okay yeah you know what it's it it, it was still very judgeable that the low filled I don't think I heard it I just mentioned it, and it does sometimes color a judge's impression so if you're entering a, entering an important competition, just try to make sure they're you know up to uh our standards but uh so in the aroma um it's a pleasantly citrusy up front uh with a moderately high resin and a medium piney hop um there's a low low base malt and smooth medium high alcohol supporting that. Um, uh, some elements of sweetness coming out and that it seems like it's going to be, you know, it, it, it's got a sweet kind of smell to it. You think it's going to have some sweetness to it. Although an IPA should be dry, but it, you know, you, in the, you can't really, I don't know. Yeah. I guess you can, your nose is good at detecting things that your brain wants like sugar. So, you know, it, it finds different ways to do that, I suppose. But, um, it smells like something that would be sweet, I guess you could say as what, what you really should say because you're not smelling the sugar mm. uh, <laughs> it's It's uh pretty fruity with some apple pear esters, uh, no diacetyl. I didn't get any acid aldehyde, um, but it's just it's nice and pungent and and you know the malt is kind of ready and a little uh, kind of a, a light toast and a, and a fairly deep caramel in there with it. So the aroma is really inviting. I liked it. Appearance wise, it's a copper-colored beer. Well, light copper, I guess. Um, very slight hop haze.
0: It almost—it's—it's it's almost the same color as the Cabas.
4: It is, yeah. do you yeah. just make all your beers the same? All color.
2: my beers are the same color. Yeah, it, it's, it's like <laughs> maybe just
0: a little more red, yeah, it's a, or it's like a little more orange, and the kvass had a little orange. more amber tint to it. Yeah, but some, it's like
2: some brewers have a house flavor. You've got a house. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go, yeah.
0: man. I'm loving your imperial stout, bro. It's you know,
3: <laughs> yeah. I can see right through it. Yeah, well, I was going for a golden stout, but it didn't quite get there. I just <laughs> always mm. so, uh, that's all right. Uh, um. Anyway, but yeah, it's 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 uh. Threw up a nice, uh, you know, uh, a beige, beige, off-white kind of colored head. Uh, uh, it's mostly smaller and some larger bubbles, fairly f- nicely formed head. Um, yeah, there's a little alcohol in there, so it faded after a little while, but um, stuck around for a bit, at least while Brian was uh, judging. Um, flavor-wise, I'm getting moderately strong hot flavors up front with resin and pine again as in the aroma they're dominant here quite malty with a to me i i disagree with brian and he thought it was kind of lightly malty to me it's got a bold maltiness and or combined with the alcohol it gives the impression of a you know a bolder kind of maltier beer it doesn't just dry off to nothing like some some of the modern like super light colored ipas do where there's no character malt in there whatsoever they're just using a you know, kind of a neutral base malt or something with some character, but it's just mostly light and nothing else there. So in that way, it's kind of a, it harkens back to another era of uh, a bolder kind of richer double IPA that, that, uh, you know, maybe has, has fallen slightly out of favor. And again, with the resininess and, the, and the, the, you know, some of the hop flavors too, it's got more of a kind of a classic approach, I would say, you know, nineties and early aughts kind of IPA. Um, and that's nice. I like those. Uh, not everything modern is always better. It's just different and you get used to it. Um, I'm digressing again. There's still a little toast in here. Um, I got a, a faint hint of something that just seemed kind of chocolate-like in there almost. Or or maybe like a, a richer caramel, like a C120 or, or a special B or something in there. There's just there's something Ooh, in the you're good. That's really that's <laughs> really rich and it's it's fun in the beer. So uh, I, I usually don't call out ingredients just by name, but it just special B gives a certain impression in, to a beer, and a, and C one twenty, which is very similar to me anyway in the flavor. Um, so yeah, it's cleanly fermented. It has a nice dry finish. Bitterness is medium high, but um, it's 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 uh, with the, the rich malts and, and and everything else going on in there. It's it's fairly uh, harmonious and smooth. The alcohol is is up there, and and you know, it's got a little sweetness. I'd say it's not it's not a sweet beer by any stretch, but it, it's you could call it semi-sweet. It's not super bone dry, or um, at least it has the impression of sweetness again in the flavor, like the aroma. Uh, Mouthfeel wise, medium bodied. I would say I think Brian, you said you said it was lighter bodied or heavier bodied. I'm trying to remember. I
2: thought it was lighter bodied. Yeah. Um, it's got some heft to it. It's not,
3: you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's fairly mouth filling, medium high carbon dioxide, uh, some slight warmth, but it's smooth, not hot or harsh or biting, um, so there's a faint hop astringency there's just so much hops going on in here and to come out over all the alcohol and everything else going on here you must have put had to put a shit ton of hops in it to get to that <laughs> oh yeah point. oh yeah so <laughs> um didn't mess around and you, you, you get a little grassiness or hop astringency from that but it's really not out of place it, it it's acceptable but uh yeah uh, overall this is a fantastically tasty double uh something uh kind of you know, the, the color was a little darker, even for the style of interview. Well, I don't know. The first one, I described it as terrible. I, I don't know that I would describe it, or I'm sorry, as copper. This is kind of a, I think it's okay for color. Maybe I was a little harsh on. I'll, I'll come up a point to adjust on the fly like that cool Brian guy. Wow, dude. <laughs> um, like, your, like your namesake? So, there, one point. Uh. But yeah, all you know, almost everything else there is, is pretty spot on. The the malt flavor profile is is with that little kind of edge to it. It it stuck out a little bit. I liked it with the beer. It's almost leading towards um like American strong ale in in some ways. Mm. Not not barley wine or anything, but yeah. um, you know, like a maltier, richer, fuller beer. But um, you, know, you could you could you could dry it out a little bit more and 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 you know back away some of those malts a little bit but uh i still think it's just spot on otherwise and wonderful use of hops and kind of classic throwback like those nice dank resiny um yeah uh citrusy and 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 piney hops that that were very popular you know 10 15 years ago before all the tropical stuff took over um
4: uh, i'm but, an old school guy
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can consider entering as i mean it's not a style that anyone really makes much of but it's like a i would call it a red ipa kind of you know it's like
0: yeah uh, yeah, yeah I, I would
3: i would agree with that a like, double a, red like ipa specialty as an imperial red a double red ipa mm. uh, if it's, it's probably over 10.7 yeah because it
0: does have that sweetness it. to it and the body to it but uh yeah. the hops very much crush that really
4: nice like double red ipa i would call yeah. it you know the uh srm on my recipe said 12 i don't know how that mm-hmm.
0: yeah the, the,
4: i couldn't tell you uh, twelve Brian is, is you,
3: fine for for double ipa i think it's uh
4: now that's like, software so that can always differ from to, what you get yeah. <laughs> six to 14 and you know again the,
3: the guidelines aren't the bible they're just guidelines so but yeah, it's a real fun beer, and I landed on a thirty-six as well with Brian there, because of my added point. Um, let's see. I wrote a lot of things on this sheet here. It's a it's a double red IPA. You could declare it as that. You could also make it as a twenty-two B American strong ale. Um, yes. Also, a disclaimer: I shouldn't guess ingredients, though. Not yeah. You know, um, oh, well, I did anyway. Not quite as richly malty and sweetly alcoholic as the um, the 22Bs often are, the American Strong Ales, but it could compete there. It's, people might say, oh, it's too IPA-like, you know, in that category. And
0: Did you really that, write down, oh, well, I did anyway? If you, like, took no, the time to write that down?
3: I just wrote that I, I shouldn't okay. guess ingredients. Because okay. so.
0: right. it's definitely a Brian Cooper thing to write down, I feel like.
3: I'm, Yeah, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> editorializing
0: here. Sorry about that. No, that's all
3: right. Really lengthy. We're, we're not going to get to our second brewer. Sorry,
0: Mark. Yeah. Uh, Mark's hanging uh, out, man. Um,
4: look, I kind (laughs) of a fine line between double IPA, barley wine, strong ale. I mean, you can really split hairs there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: You're you're totally right. Sure. I, I I like it. I, what I like about it is, is it is, it's layered. I think, um, no, I'm, I'm I'm actually editing a, a a brew strong where they talk about stratification and fermentation. Um, but for me, there's like, and, and Jamil says like a black and tan. If you think about that, that's what stratification is. And that's what I, I get on my, my flavor brain where it's like yeah. malt and hops and they're just, they're, they're, they're different. They're segmented, but in a good way because a lot of that sweetness and that, that caramel malt carries through underneath the hops. So it's like a coating. It's like a condom for the hops. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I get this like sugary thing, but I get the 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 very, very extremely firm bitterness. Um and I and I I like it. It does take me back to like older beers, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And I was uh in, in the aroma, I I I want another recipe because the aroma reminds me a lot of some of the double IPAs early on that Tasty would brew.
3: Right, it or has some yeah. of the classic uh, early Classics. California, like uh, yeah, but, organizer, or those kinds of you know richer. But he had ones. he had this yeah. he
0: had this like he had this aromatic sort of like hop blend or whatever. He like sometimes those beers can really just punch you in the nose, and other times they can they can be they can be very very complex with the aromas. But I feel like with with beers like these, he would always have this this, you call it a house flavor or a house... Patented, uh, just tasty blend. Yeah, like the the hops that he liked to use for a beer with malt like this. And it reminded me very much of of those of those beers. So, uh, Brian, go ahead and, and give us your recipe.
3: Man. It was a Would damn you. fine beer. I, I just wanted to say one more thing at the bottom. And I don't know if it, it was one in the morning when I finished judging this the first time or what, but as, as I got through that whole discussion about what to enter it as or why, you know, where you should maybe put it, I just put this is a rebel without a cause. A gypsy without a home. I, was, oh god. God damn. I, I wrote that on a score sheet.
0: And you were drunk.
2: I think I was buzzed. <laughs>
0: now you got Char laughing. No. and
2: So that was your overall impression? That is <laughs>
3: that's, badass, man. That's the wrap up for my overall impression. Oh my god. Yeah. So a fucking, that well, let Brian go into the rest please I'm a cowboy
2: on the steel horse I ride
0: yeah <laughs> some Bob <laughs> he, near, 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 Brian Cooper's yeah. on some Bob Dylan shit man
2: oh god that's hilarious
0: I think this oh wow. will be happy anyway Brian go <laughs> ahead please
2: makes me think of Pee Wee Herman
4: when he says I'm uh, a rebel dotty <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't understand <laughs> a loner that's right
0: go ahead brian yeah, you, give uh, us the recipe it, here
4: it's funny brian because you called out some of the ingredients not all of them but um uh the malts i had 13 pounds of pale malt a pound of carrot red and a pound of wheat and then i had five ounces of crystal 40 four ounces of uh, 120 which you called out two ounces of chocolate rye which i think you mentioned some chocolate and uh a pound of honey was in there as well i like to put honey in my ipas
3: honey can yeah do nice things in a a double or a single ipa yeah
4: and then i had a just a crap ton of hops shoved in there um basically 11 ounces of hops in the boil and five and a half dry hop i had two dry hops so double dry hop and the second one was actually in the keg
3: Mm. oh cool yeah you have one of those things you can suspend the hops in there and
4: yeah, it's like a stainless steel cylinder and uh, I had some whole hops, whole leaf hops that I shoved in there and it did great. You know, I, was, yeah. I guess you can read about people say, don't do that. It'll get too vegetable or too something, but uh, hmm. I was just making it for me and I said, what the hell, I'm going to do it. And I thought it turned out great. There you go. Uh, I was surprised at the clarity given hops inside
2: the keg, but it turned out real clear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's very very clear.
2: And what what were the clear for being dry hopped in the keg like that? It is. Yeah. What were the hops?
4: So in the boil, I had uh, two ounces of Centennial, two and a half ounces of Crystal, five ounces of Amarillo, and one and a half of Willamette. Then the dry hops were Simcoe and Cascade.
3: I was gonna say there Mm. must be some Simcoe in here because yeah that. uh, and it almost has like a, you know, a lot of the sea hops, but it gives kind of a, um, I would have said uh, guessed Chinook if I had to guess too, but that the the, the, uh, Centennial and the Amarillo have a lot of similar uh, citrusy and, and uh, you know, grapefruity kind of gnarliness in there that you can twist around. (laughs) That's fun, man. That's a lot of hops, dude.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I got the recipe from a buddy of mine, Kirk Hutcherson. He's a great brewer. He's here in Nashville too. And, I made some modifications. I made it a little darker, so I I prefer it to be a little darker and changed up some of the hops, but it's basically his recipe. So I really liked it. Cool. Yeah. I will say when it first came out of the keg, I thought it was a bit harsh, but after about, say, two months, it seemed to really hit a sweet spot, kind of like a a barley wine that might seem kind of harsh and aggressive when you first have it, but after Mm -hmm. a couple months, it really – smooths out a little bit so
3: yeah and it's it's held up well i judged the first bottle almost you know well um, nearly two months ago because it's almost april now i judged it on february 2nd and it it tastes and you bottled it well there's no oxidation It came through similarly as the bottle i judged two months ago so nice job there too nice
4: and uh love to see it i was gonna say the The OG was 1078, Final Gravity
2: 1011, so it's 9% ABV. Yeah, that's right in in the ballpark for double IPA these days. And, you know, it's interesting. I think you're right that there is kind of a sweet spot for some of these beers that are so heavily dry hopped that is not always 100% fresh. And how how you get to that sweet spot is good packaging uh, and good packaging control. Uh, like you've done. Right. I mean, this is uh, uh, I had the first one a couple of months ago. I had this with, just with when Brian did. We're drinking this one today. It still doesn't there's no oxidation. Uh, right? it, it's, we've we've cared for it properly. We've refrigerated it, but there's no oxidation. There is no, uh, in my mind, drop off of hop character. It's still very aromatic, very flavorful. Ooh. There are some, uh, you know, there are some beers like this that maybe are a little too much, almost like a barley wine. Uh, in that sense, where there may be a little bit too much out of the gate, and it takes a month or two or three for them to settle down, and really hit the point where they're real good.
3: But which is funny, but yeah, I mean, because I I think of IPAs as drink fresh, even double IPAs. Oh yeah, they, me me too. They mm-hmm. they start to get a little sweeter, and the hops decline over time, and <laughs> they they lose that thing. But you know, this one it does it does still have a little bit of that. I can see where the bite might have been early on in its its lifetime. There's still that little. Astringency in the mouthfeel. It's a little, it's a little biting, a little sharp, but not, not in a really bad harsh way. So,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: it's drinkable for sure.
3: In a way, it kind of accents that gnarly, you know, really pungent and and uh, resiny and piney hop character.
4: Yep, yeah, oh, yeah. I love that stuff.
0: Um, all right, Brian, do you have any questions for the boys here?
4: No, I Anything mean, happy to get the feedback and thank cool. you very much for. Tell me what you thought. When did you brew this one, by the way? Uh, Right now it is at four months old. So okay, that's not bad.
2: Yeah,
0: still drinkable, man. Very cool. All right, Brian. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on. on.
0: Yeah. Take
3: care. Yeah. Be well. Best to you and yours.
0: Uh, We're gonna take a quick break, everybody. We'll be right back on talking about Braggot. Hang on, it's Doctor Homebrew. Ma'am, I'll need to take your top off for this examination.
2: Oh, doctor. All
0: right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. We have Mark on the line here with an Irish-inspired braggart saison, whatever the fuck that means. Mark, welcome to the show, man.
3: Thank you for having me. (laughs) Irish-inspired. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what does that even mean, man? What is okay? Is this your first braggot? Is it your first Irish inspired braggot saison? What is going on here? <laughs> so
1: it's my first one, yeah, it's my first uh, braggot saison. I've made braggots and I've made saisons uh, before, but this is the first time I've made something like this.
0: <laughs> okay, so, well, um, kinda, should we yeah, talk about what this what this is first, boys, or should we just let you guys talk about what you think it was, and then we can let Mark explain himself?
3: Well, yeah, if you want to learn more about meads, go to the the mead section of the, the style guidelines, which is appropriately lettered M. If you want to learn <laughs> about ciders, go to section C. But yeah. this is an M4A, it's a Um uh, When you're entering one of these, you should declare...
0: What is a braggot?
3: Well, it's it's a combination of... It's a, it's a hybrid between a beer and a mead. So okay. it's a... So, beer with a very prominent honey character, or a mead with a beer character. I thought it would just be
0: called a mirror or a mead. Me- yeah. Why brag it? I mean, you just make up a whole other word for <laughs> you know, the combo word. It's
3: an old. They were. You could say call it a bracket or. A, yeah, there's other words
0: for it as well. All right. It's, uh... All right. Whatever. That's fine. Um, okay. You well, a sticky wicket. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's let Brian Cooper start us off since he's already talking. Let's talk about this mead here or this uh, braggot. Excuse me. See, now I'm all confused.
3: It isn't. It is a mead. It's in the mead section, so we're gonna call it a mead. And so, to okay. a, a braggot mead. I don't know about this Irish inspired part though. That's interesting. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Uh, so the braggot was declared to have a, uh, a 25 B Saison based style, um, with wildflower as the honey varietal. Um, I didn't see if you declared anywhere where the, um, you know, the sweetness level and, uh, you, when you're entering a mead, you want to just declare carbonation, sweetness and strength. Is it a sack mead or standard or hydromel, et cetera? Um, that would have benefited me, but I was kind of guessed on it and, you know, um, did the best I could. It seems sparkling (laughs) and it seems kind of medium sweet. And if I had to guess uh, strength, it's probably somewhere between a, well, it's probably standard, but it could almost be light enough to be a hydromel. I'm not sure. Hydromel is going to be pretty strong from a beer perspective. You would think it was, it was strong, but in a mead, the meads can go up there, you know, 15, 16, 17% is not out of the question. So a sack get really strong. This one's not, definitely not there. Anyway, um, was in a nice uh, a Sam Adams bottle, and uh, there was a little, a little label scuzz on there. I won't get too picky on you, but uh, that that is a little. Sometimes in a competition setting, that would be a little bit of a turn off to a judge, or it might even get you disqualified. So you definitely want. That's to, true. You know, with us, it doesn't matter. We're but.
0: Points for, no, the, points for the what grog tag labels.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> yes.
0: again, you can peel them off and you can stick you them go. back on other it covers places. Up
3: that label scuzz. Yeah. Okay. So um, had a nice hiss upon opening. Um, in the nose, I'm getting a, a pleasant floral, fruity, and uh, herbal honey character up front. Um, some lightly, lightly phenolic yeast character accenting. I would say it has a low. Well, I'm looking for a saison-like character. That that character is 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 pretty low and covered up by the honey. Um, there's a faint kind of oranginess, which would be appropriate in a saison, but it's expressing itself as a fruitiness alongside all this uh, the the uh, the big floral. Um, character of the, the honey varietal you're using here which is really actually nice it seems like it would have substantial alcohol in the nose um, but we don't know until we get the flavor and the mouthfeel there um, moderately low fruity esters um, it has kind of a, a, a soft kind of berry like quality to it which is kind of fun too but it doesn't seem like there's any berries in here uh, or any actual f- flowers put in it was very, very, very floral. So that yeah, the honey is, is coming through nicely. Um, appearance wise it's a copper colored braggot with a fairly good clarity. Um, I didn't see any legs, uh, you know, pushed up against the edge of the glass there. It seems like it's a, you know, it's not over that alcohol threshold where it throws up really big viscous legs. Um, but it's it's got a firm carbonation. It seems like you know it's throwing up a nice head, pours a medium head uh with fairly good retention, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh it stuck around for a pretty substantial time in the glass. Uh even it faded to a collar after a long while of judging. I spent a long time judging this last night. And I judged it late into the night, and there's stories, but uh um let's see. Flavor-wise, I'll get to that. It's got a wildflower, again, kind of a mixed floral bouquet. Uh, The honey is definitely up front. A modest kind of oranginess and a prickly alcohol combines with the medium carbonation. Again, only a low, what I would call a Saison-like character. Um, There is some spiciness there but it's not really that peppery cesani kind of thing now i understand when you blend a honey mead with a with a beer it's going to express itself differently but this was mostly honey and it's uh, kind of modest kind of phenolic character the, the phenolic is kind of expressing itself almost a little medicinal but it's not like an off flavor medicinal it's like a Almost like, oh, it's a there's a tincture. It's like a it's it's a throwback like a medieval tincture or something. I I don't know. Not that I've had <laughs> medieval tinctures very often, but you know, it's it's got this little interesting phenolic, but it's not like the chlorophenolic, nasty, plasticky stuff. It's actually kind of a nice phenolic character here. Um the meat is semi-sweet with moderate alcohol, seeming to provide some of that sweetness. Uh medium low tannins medium-low acidity, and uh, I'd say it has a medium-full body. Um, other flavors, there's a little dry, dried apricot in here, kind of a dried fruit character in general, maybe a little raisininess. Uh, the balance is definitely to the honey, and that floral honey just lingers in the aftertaste with that little semi-sweet, um, you know, lingering um, sweetness in there too. So... um. I this this is a mead score sheet we're working from. So there's only four sections here. Uh, So that was the flavor. I kind of combined mouthfeel with that. Um, Overall impression. This is a very creative and and fun bracket. Combining the big floral punch of a strong wildflower honey with the general orangey and spicy yeast character of a Cezanne. However, strongly balanced to the honey. So much of that is uh, hard, hard to discern. Uh, much much saison uh, beer character, uh, so so that's just why I had a little hard time scoring it, I guess. But I really liked it for what it is, and it's a very fun uh, Braggot. And I wanted to mention too that I like the end my, you know, we you know got the kid to bed, and my wife was watching some TV. And she comes out, and are like, well, "Are you still judging that that beer?" I'm like, "It's a Braggot." So I like, let me taste that. So I ordered a little <laughs> slogan, a little glass to like, she really liked it. She says it's good. She's like, like I'm, I'm like, I know it, it is good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. But like, I guess I'm just, and I, then I feel like a picky asshole. But like, but it doesn't have so much of the Cezanne character. Like, because she knows what Cezanne tastes like. She was like, so it's really good. <laughs> you know, I, I I ended up scoring it at 32. I thought it was really nice. And but my wife specifically mentioned to me before this show, was like, make sure to compliment that guy on his on his braggart, because I really like that. So nice. Um, and I was, yeah, I don't know where I'm really curious where the alcohol is because it seems like it could be treading that line between like a, a lighter seven, eight percent to maybe a a deceptive nine or so. I don't know where it's at, but it's you know, it seems maybe lighter than it is, but uh, nice job. Yeah. That's a very enjoyable
0: beverage. I'll give you that. It definitely seems lighter than I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, but let's hear from Brian Shar, and then we'll get into the weeds on this one. Brian Shar, go ahead, please.
2: Yes. So, uh yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I'm not really a great mead judge, so thankfully this is only, thankfully, part of a mead. Uh, I'll share with you what I shared with these guys before the show. About 15 years ago, I was at a competition, and that was extremely short-staffed. It was literally, we were at it from like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. I, I think it was like three, three flights of beer and a flight of mead. So local beer judge, Roger St. Denis, who probably a lot of listeners know, who's super knowledgeable about meads, says, hey, we have four meads to judge. Just come and do a short flight with me. Like, okay, that's fine. How hard can it be? And it was a pomegranate, pomegranate mead. I thought it was awful. I scored it like a 19. And Roger asks, well... What did you give this? He gave it a 19. I gave it a a 41. And the look of pain and sadness on his face when I said that, I was like, okay, let me start erasing it. Then I realized it's not going to work. So I literally crumpled up the score sheet, threw it in the trash, and said, Roger, tell me what I'm supposed to judge this and what I'm supposed to taste because I don't understand anything about this, this beverage. And I've, I've gotten better, but I'm still hardly a mead judge. And that is a, it is a different skill and it's, it's a good skill, uh, but it's not a skill that I uh, I'm ever going to be be great at. You're doing uh, all right. Having, yeah, but ha- having said all that, it was a funny story. I, I largely echo what Brian said. Uh, uh, aroma, uh, six out of 10. Uh, aroma is medium honey. Uh, I can't tell the varietal. Again, I'm not a if I were like a, a really hardcore mead aficionado, I could probably tell you uh, just from spelling it what the varietal is. I, I couldn't do that, but it 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 was very pleasant and I liked it. Uh, also, in the aroma, it was a medium level of malt, uh, probably Munich or Vienna. Uh, no hop aroma. Uh, I got kind of a low phenol earlier, but as it's As it's warmed up, I don't really get that. I think what I thought was a low phenol was actually part of the honey character. And that's partly why, I mean, I tasted this about two and a half hours ago to judge this for the show. And it's still the same bottle. It's been sitting on my kitchen counter. Uh, And I think whatever I thought thought was phenol is not really phenol. So I'm going to do this again. I'm going to come up a point. I'm on the fly. Tonight is the Brian is wow. on the fly show. We have three, three points
0: nice. added in <laughs> Just, three hours.
2: I so love adding it. one point here. Uh, appearance four out of six. Uh, uh, low carbonation. The color is dark brown. Uh, it's very clear with a, a slight haze. Almost no head. Uh, there are legs, uh, but they vanish pretty quickly. Uh, yeah.
0: So we're yours if you keep drinking this. You know what I mean?
2: I, I, I know what you're saying, JP. <laughs> uh, flavor. Uh, initially, the flavor is uh, honey-like uh, to a medium to high degree. Uh, I, at this point, I'd say it's a high degree. It really, uh, this yeah. is definitely balanced toward the honey. Sweetness is low. It's well attenuated. Uh, in mid-palate, the malt comes up somewhat, but the honey still dominates Uh, No hop flavor. There's a very slight bitterness in the finish, uh, which I think is the hop bitterness, but it might be tannin. You know, I didn't really get much acidity, if any, or any tannin. But sometimes it can be really difficult, especially at a low level, to distinguish between uh, bitterness from hops and bitterness from tannin. Uh, But that's 16 out of 24 for flavor. Uh, Overall impression, uh, 7 for a total score of 34. Uh, this is a very flavorful beverage, which is pleasant to drink. I plan to finish this open bottle uh, about halfway through it, so I'll probably just sip on it through the rest of the show. Damn! Uh, if I've ever had a braggot before, it's been so long I can't even remember. This might be the first one I've had. So definitely, thank you for sharing that. Uh, the The saison does kind of get lost in in the braggot. Uh, the honey is very dominant, and it's kind of missing the spicy and bitter components of a Saison. Uh, and also this is, this is a difficult beverage because you've got to declare so many things about it. You know, the Saison is a tricky style because you've got to declare you know, is it light or dark? Is it standard uh, table or super strength? Uh, the braggot, you know, is it a sack strength? Is it carbonated? There's a lot of stuff. And for this show, it's fine, but in competition, you got to be careful that you specify all those things because you potentially are going to get dinged if the judges think it's something that it's not. Mm. Uh, so when you have to declare like two layers of stuff, you're, unless you declare it, you're kind of setting yourself up for suboptimal results in competition, if that, that makes sense. But thank you for sharing, and I no. want to hear more about this. And I also want to hear... I forgot to ask at the top of the Uh, show. uh, Here comes this tasty braggart. Are you in a homebrew club? No, I'm not. You are a lone wolf. I am. (laughs) All right, good for you.
3: So I (laughs) I also I emailed. Well, I call him uh, Roger St. Dennis, but uh, however you say his last name. he, He said I'm very impressed with your detailed description. The brewer, the brewer should be happy with all those comments. And he's made a, a he, gave, he sent me a really long email. I can forward it to you because it's really interesting. I was like, was I too mean to this braggart? It's really good. <laughs> I was like, the base cells are coming through. And he's talking about you know, like some of them. You get like where they you judge one that tasted like a saison, but it was like eighty percent saison and just twenty percent of a mead, and they blended okay. it. And then it was you know maybe the other way around. Not it was. Yeah not enough honey character to really make it seem much different from a beer. Yeah. So you got to tread that line and find the right
2: balance for it to work. And it doesn't have to be perfectly balanced. You can go a little bit one way or the other. But, yeah. um, it's a know. tough balance. And pretty much whatever Roger says about mead, I'm going to nod my head and agree with.
0: <laughs> sure. He's ex-
2: but not because, just because he's that knowledgeable.
0: Well, because he'll kick your ass otherwise.
2: Yeah. He, no, he's Roger, would no, never, he's, Roger would never kick your no, ass. No, he's, he's
0: that guy. That he's super, he's super aggressive. Uh, very strong he will definitely i 've seen him beat a man until until both he and the man were crying, so yeah. I know exactly anyway mark uh, tell us a little bit about your your beer give us your recipe if you got it and um you know all that kind of fun stuff there he goes he's gone
1: absolutely all right so i 'll just go through um uh, the recipe so uh, i 'll start with the water adjustments I started with uh six gallons of r v a water I added a an eighth of a teaspoon potassium metabisulfate, and then uh, one tablespoon pH buffer. And, then and Mark, I adjusted- Mark,
2: RVA water is Richmond, Virginia water? That's correct. Okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> and then I adjusted pH to 5.4 with phosphor- food-safe phosphoric acid. The grist is 8 pounds torified wheat, 6 pounds Vienna malt, 1 pound 135 crystal malt, uh, 2.5 pounds wildflower honey, I mashed out 155 for one hour and then the hop schedule is 0.5 ounce Mount Hood hops for 60 minutes, another half an ounce of Mount Hood hops for 30 minutes, another half ounce of uh, Zaka hops for 15 minutes, and then I added the wildflower honey at flame out. Um, I chilled to 80 degrees and then I uh, pitch the yeast, and um, I also used some wild microbes that I captured from local pawpaw fruit uh, <laughs> after it cooled down to the ambient temperature, which is around seventy seventy degrees Fahrenheit.
2: Okay, all right. What what is what is pawpaw fruit?
1: So pawpaw is the it's a fruit that kind of it grows in the eastern United States. It's the largest fruit indigenous to North America.
2: Oh really? I did not know that. Yeah. How how big yeah. is it? Like bigger than an apple? Clearly. Um, they
1: can get there. Maybe like I don't know if you can. I, I can send you pictures. It's kind of hard to you know. Maybe a oh, That's cool. Bigger than we can, apple, we can Google that. Okay.
2: Size, <laughs> okay. So that's that's cool. I'm just curious. Oh, look this up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've um and
1: I guess just going in on the um. First of all, I want to say thank you. I really appreciate the feedback. Um, this was definitely an experiment, and um, I have already actually <laughs> submitted this to a competition, and I got a 16 out of 50, and the guy oh. just tore it apart, so I really appreciate the feedback. Wow! Kind <laughs> <Wow. laughs> of was nasty. He said it tasted like it was fermented in a keg that was left outside for five years, so... I, uh, Jesus I appreciate the validation from you guys that well, it was actually something that you enjoyed
0: you know what i would well, do honestly first, first i would i would email that fucking that fucking competition director and i would i would yeah. forward him that information and be like this is this is highly that's inappropriate this content. is yeah, this no. isn't yeah, feedback. That,
2: that is that is not okay as far as judging conduct no that's not feedback you can, you, you can give somebody a 16 uh but you need to be clear and not be an asshole about it. Yeah. And that's not okay. That's like something
0: I would say to Brian Schar's beer.
2: Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't brewed for years like, like you either, man. So any beer I have left is going to taste like ass. Uh, and that's just objective. But no, that's the A, that's not okay. Uh, as a, definitely email the – I'm serious. Email the competition yeah. director. Email your local BJCP rep. Don't, you don't need to give the guy's name here, uh, but I would scan that Brian screen. Cooper. <laughs> Dang. and you can find your regional rep just go to bjcp.org you know your regional reps are listed on there if you're having a hard time email cooper or who's on the western manager. regional yeah.
3: rep. i can put you in touch with the
2: right people he, he, he yeah. can hook you up but well, secondly you know. that might be bottle variation right bottle variation mm, can cause all kinds of weirdness and it's possible that what we're getting is the the, the tippy top of your batch maybe it's the middle maybe but you know, maybe what you said was one maybe the bottle happened to have a problem, just that one bottle, and that's what they judged. And it uh, but yeah, that's 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 some bullshit judging <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, good, right man. there. Yeah, I like it.
0: I don't like it, but I'm sorry that happened to you,
2: man. But, but go. Yeah, I go ahead. I, I think this is not there's there are some things that I would change. Like I would back off on the honey some. And like Brian had said, getting that ratio right is really key for a beer like this. Yeah, uh, it's. But that's really the, my primary feedback uh, to you is just uh, this, this getting that ratio right.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you guys, I haven't had too many of these. I think I maybe have had one or two. Look, I'll tell you, anything that I've had that's close like this has been from fucking club night. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like a thing, right? So, I'll it, try that. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to remember. Like, there, there are definitely like uh, uh, some of these memories that that come back from the taste. Like, ah, oh, yeah, the taste familiar, whatever. It is really hard. I'll echo a lot of what the other guys have been saying. It is very hard to figure out what it is. Is it a saison? Is it a mead? Is it something? Is it a wine? I mean, I don't even know. Um, but it, when you've declared it um a braggat saison it sort of is what you called it it's Saison-y. there's that peppery there's the phenols there's enough hotness that you know okay that's not just malt here there's there's honey there is a mead like quality to it i i think i mean you're you're like 90% to where i think you want to be you're calling it a braggat saison i drink that i look at the label and i go yep that's what this is So I think that's really cool, you know, and maybe you do have some fine tuning. Uh, You know, I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to be an expert on these at all. So I'm I'm not going to comment, but as far as I'm concerned, you, you've done what you've accomplished or you've, you've done what you set out to do. Right. And that's cool. uh, I mean, that's, it's such a weird thing, right?
3: Yeah, there's a scoring guide at the bottom of the score sheet. So, like, you know, well, yeah, it disappeared. Yeah, (laughs) It's uh, you know, very good It's is thirty to thirty-seven, generally within style parameters, some minor flaws. So, a beer that's in thirty to thirty-seven can have some minor, some issues to it and things that need fixing. But uh, once you get down to fair, you know, it's it's fourteen to twenty is off flavors and aromas or major style deficiencies, unpleasant. it should be like one of the worst beers or braggots you've ever had. And this is definitely not there for me. It's very drinkable and enjoyable. So it's just a balanced thing and it needs some adjustment. And, you know, your, your recipe for the the Saison side of things sounds a little interesting. Some of the ingredients you use, like some more American side, you know, you could definitely find a classic Saison recipe and and Saison yeast, of course is really finicky. So if you, you know, tank attack, uh, tangled with that beast and got a good saison fermentation going you know that's that's half the battle there yeah but, uh, um you know it's 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 a hard beer to make to start with and and you want to use kind of those european you know saucer type hops with uh <laughs> our Styrian, or or East kent golding hops those kind of things but um you know you can and and uh you know the 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 um uh, I mean, you know, just look at a few different Saison recipes and, and find some award winning ones that, you know, published in Zymergy or wherever and and uh, play around with some some different Saisons until you find one that you really like. I mean, I I would love to clone Saison DuPont, but it's probably oh, for sure impossible for me to do. <laughs> so, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, I, I do like the fruity additions that you have there. I do like the fruit side of things. It almost tastes like blueberry if blueberry had flavor or it's like it's <laughs> like, like, like a tart blueberry. Yes, um, and it's it's very unique. I I think that I think it's good. It's My great. wife
3: described it as brambleberry and roses. She was like just pulling out all these different things in there.
0: Wow, she needs what to be a, she, she needs to be a BCCG. judge, dude. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly.
3: Okay. She'll come on the show instead of me. She's yeah. Yeah. Good
0: Her and Nicole Ernie need to get together to work on new vocabulary. Right uh, Mark, uh, do you have any other questions for the guys, or or did they kind of cover it?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I have a a lot of questions, but I'll I'll try to be brief. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I guess just in terms of, I guess what I'm hearing, um, to kind of go back in the direction of a Saison, just work on the recipe and the hop schedule, but in terms of just where the beverage is right now, is it, um, what I declared it as? Like, would there be a better style for like how it is right now? You know, maybe.
2: Maybe if you just called it a straight up mead, I mean, what do you think, Brian? I don't think so. I think it's too peppery. It, it's got yeah, it's got a lot of the
3: the spiciness is going to detract from it just being a mead. It could be a spiced mead, almost. like even if it doesn't have any spice, and all the spice is just coming from the uh, the, the yeast, you know. But mm. then you'd have to declare a specific spice, and that gets tricky. I would say you know it's it's better not to try to recategorize to make a beer better than it is to just focus on the style that you want it to be and work on brewing that until you can brew a really good one that that you're happy with and that that judges like and that you know that your your friends like you could be proud to enter in a competition yeah. and then start toying with the balance between the honey and the style as you get it right because that's a whole other balancing act. These things are really. It's hard to make a really good braggart, I would Kelly. think, and and it, but it tastes like a braggart to me. It's, it just the honey wins out, and you know, again, the balance can go different ways, but um, yeah, you want to definitely get some of the beer style and not have it be totally obscured by the honey.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree with what Brian just said. Me too. But there's you know the wild card. You can just go total specialty
3: and and just this is what it is. It's a you know. 80% sure. mead and 20% Saison, dark Saison, um, you know, whatever strength.
1: What was the ABV or you this, could do, by the way? I mean,
3: you could do
0: both.
1: So you the could, ABV I actually don't have with me, but I want to say it was like 12%. Wow. Jesus yeah, crazy. okay. Uh, I mean, you so, could do
0: both. You could do specialty and you could do bragging. See what happened. Okay. Right?
1: Yeah. And so the direction I kind of wanted to go with it was more of like a wild... You know, beer mead, but there's not really that a category for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you know, the the reason I used the microbes I got from the paw was because, at least to me, kind of gives some of those fruity characters that you guys were describing, mm-hmm. but also like a little bit of an alcohol burn and a little phenolic yeah. yeah. burn. So that's why I wanted to go saison with it. Okay. Okay. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah I definitely that get that makes total sense. This would
0: be interesting to like. To like take five gallons of it and split it up into one gallon jars and uh, just do different yeast or, you know, sour it.
2: Yes and yes. I think that's a right? fantastic idea. Do for some bread, do
0: some weird mixed culture stuff with it, because I think the base is really funky um, and you get a lot out of it. So I, I, you I think you could Brett really but play but also, with it. Throwing
3: some bread in there would make it fun. That's what I said. Go, yeah, for sure. Yeah, rosalier yeah. and Brett, and just just see where it goes.
0: I think it could be really cool, man. And then maybe you can like put some oak on it if you wanted to. You can do a and lot with it. I think you have like a really American.
2: Isn't there a style like American sour ale or something? Sure. American wild ale. Probably. Yeah. I think, wild ale. And maybe you could enter that like a specialty with that being like the base yeah. uh, category.
0: I think you have a good base there. And I think you could really do a lot yeah. with it. I think, you're, I think your flavors are right on. I think you know where you're going.
2: I, side, I would love yeah. to try this yeah. sourd.
0: Yeah, for sure. Me too. So get on to that. In two years, come on back. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, The meat side is really good. I would definitely uh, maybe just work on finessing the beer. And, and you know, again, it's it's yeah. really hard work brewing a good saison. Uh, you know, maybe pick a different style to do a, your braggart with the next time and s- find something else that you think will blend well. Um, Roger was saying sure. you can do uh, uh, stouts with, and make a braggart. And it comes through yeah. as kind of a a chocolatey richness with the honey playing off of hmm. it and that can be really fun. So, you know, a yeah. real stout braggot or I, something.
0: I think your pawpaw culture is good. I mean, I think that's, I think that, I think you have the mead side of the braggart pretty good. And, and honestly, like I said, I think the Saison is fine. You, you, it is what it is. You, you, you called it out, you called your shot and you, and this is what it is. It okay. is a braggot Saison definably. So um anyway, uh anything else, Mark?
1: No, I think that's it. Thank okay. you guys so much. I really appreciate right. the feedback and hey, cheers. Yeah. Thanks for sending me Enjoy it. the rest of your vacation and
0: yeah, yeah thanks for
2: coming on the show. Yeah, yeah for sure. Stay, for stay safe, care. brother. Send us another right, break. All right, man. Bye. Cheers.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> um, we've taken two breaks, right, Brian Cooper? I think so. Okay. So let's get into our brand new segment. Now that's a big foot or whatever whatever uh, What? That's, now that's a good question. That's a tight bathing suit. That's a
3: funny uh, yeah. way to say you're sorry.
0: Yeah.
2: That's, that's a thing that people haven't done before.
0: That's a tight Speedo on that man.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. So okay. we received... Where's that German? <laughs> we received we received where's the tight Speedo? An email.
0: Yep. We got an email. Uh, yep.
3: One email. So, but yeah, uh, it was it was uh, from Bill in Opelika, Alabama. I'm probably slaughtering the name of that town. Sorry, people yeah, over you're there. Yeah, you're fine.
2: I believe it's Opelika. The
0: whole town is, is currently on fire now because of what you just said.
3: This was a good question. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that out in post and use Brian's pronunciation. Uh, but the, uh, Bill's <clears throat> question, Bill P. asks, your description of Kentucky Common resembles the description of English Mild. Would you consider addressing this on a future episode? Thanks.
0: The answer so, is No. So, all right, we're going to get out of here.
3: <laughs> you know, I I spent a little time reviewing the, the, the two styles that that, that are, you know he's comparing here, as well as some some similar styles, and um, you know just kind of I took screenshots of the stats and I was kind of flipping back and forth, and you don't want to get too hung up on just that, but you know although there's some some similarities between a dark mild. And uh, uh, the Kentucky Common, which we mentioned because it's one of the new styles they added in for, for NHC this year. Um, you know, on the surface, there's, there are definitely some similarities. But uh, if you dig a little deeper, it's, it's, not, a, it's not the best comparison. Um, the mild, mild is one of those things that's known for being one of the few lighter ABV beers that's also very low carbonation. So, you know, it's going to be low to medium-low kind of carbonation and a mild is just, just barely enough to form a head. Whereas, a, you know, the Kentucky Common is going to be highly carbonated and, and foamy and and they, they put it in the kegs and they basically, you know, uh, uh, kegged it while it still had a few points of gravity left to go, I think, and just, uh, you know, let it cellar and, and continue going in the keg with a really tight bung and let it carbonate inside the, the uh, the serving vessel in this these cellars, you know, it's like you know, hundred years ago whenever they made when they made these. But uh you know, the mild uh, uses ba- mainly English ingredients and malts and especially the yeast character you're gonna get is gonna be you know much different from um you know from the American uh lager the Kentucky Common uh kind of a classic uh you know they might have used a a lager yeast at low ale temperatures or like a, you know, it was, it's an older beer style. So might not even be sure what kind of yeasts they use, but, uh, you know, the mild is going to be an, um, you know, more of an American ale or, or kind of lager like ale. Uh, the mild tends to have a slightly lower ABV. Uh, it's going to stop it. Like it goes from three to 3.8%. The Kentucky common takes off from there it goes from four and a half or you know four to five and a half i, I mean so it's you know definitely a little higher abv kind of more of a standard strength beer uh, you know the five percenter the standby um <laughs> uh, and the, the mild is really not going to use any of those adjuncts that the you know the very corn-like flavor of a kentucky common which is just a key element of that style uh is, is going to have it uses a lot of adjuncts as a lot of these you know a lot of pilsners and cream ales and things like that do. And it got me to thinking too about other styles. Um, You know, maybe a better thing to compare the Kentucky to would be uh, like an ale version of an international dark or amber lager Hmm. or as a basic kind of cream ale, which has a lot of corn character. And it's a, you know, it's an ale like that's brewed to taste kind of like compete with lagers. uh, But a darkened version of that, you know, they use just a small percent of caramel and black malt malts to color these Kentucky commons, uh, one to 2% of each. And, uh, you know, that just, just darken a cream ale recipe with, with some of that. And you're, you're going to get close to, um, also the mineral content, you gotta have a lot of carbonates in the water for the Kentucky commons. Another little minor difference. They just fermented it super fast too. And so, you know, but, they're all, they're, all, they're both very similar in that they're dar- you know darker and l- on the lighter side uh, and, and and you know brewed for present use pretty much you know you, you don't want to let let these sit and age necessarily so <laughs> you know they, they are they do have some good similarities yeah. but uh that was a good question thank you bill for for sharing it with us and if anybody else has questions about you know certain beer styles or what you know things you want to ask about judging or anything like that just send them on in please Absolutely. If you want to send a beer in, Brian at the Brewing Network.com. That's Get right. It to
0: me. Brian at the Brewing Network.com. Yeah, I got that email. And I was like, wow, that's very funny because it, uh, describing it didn't really seem like a <laughs> special bidder or whatever he said. But, uh, you know, I, I guess, I don't know. I, sort of, I, I guess, like, out of context and whatever, most beer styles can sort of be conflated with another. You know, it's there's to, like it's those yeah. fine lines that really determine what is a style and what is just a take on the certain style. You know, what right. I
3: mean? you're just handed a beer here. This is an American dark lager, you know, or, yeah. whatever or, you know, or, you know, just handed a beer and told to guess the style.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> the hardest. That is, well, and I right. I feel like I feel like a lot of beer styles. Well, I don't know what really what I'm, I mean, but I feel like beer styles are sort of moving to nondescript things. This is a, the most general we can make of this thing so we can fit a bunch of subcategories underneath it. So you'd like, you like, here's an American dark lager. Well, I feel like that could even be blown out into like another category. And so at some point it's just going to, here's a log. We're going to go back to the, here's a lager. <laughs> and then you can kind of drill down. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah,
3: You know, before Real. I became a beer judge, I just made up this like, uh, I, it, it looked like a Rubik's Cube and it had like going from light to dark and from, you know, uh, hoppy to not, you know, malty to hoppy and like, you know, light to strong kind of ABV wise. Yeah. And like, I thought you could just categorize beers like that, have a whole competition where you're like you're this cube on the Rubik's Cube. Like, well, it's dark, it's strong and it's, you know, <laughs> it's it's malty, not hoppy. You know,
0: what we need to do we need to make a magic eight ball and just have all of the um all of the answers just different bullshit that BGCP judges say you know yeah <laughs> and this is I'm, how I'm for that this is how I judge like uh this beer is too and you shake it and you go malty okay great
2: <laughs> <laughs> for style phenolic yeah the uh, i think that Brian probably saw this too but i found uh an interesting article that was a, a, from a presentation at NHC 2014. Mm-hmm. So if you search NHC 2014, Kentucky Common, there's a great article called Kentucky Common An Almost Forgotten Style by Leah Deans and Dibbs Harding. I'm sure I've totally butchered both their names. Uh, but it was really interesting and went through in the space of like 10 pages in a very accessible way, kind of the the history of the style and yeah. – the results of their research. I thought it was really useful and very consistent with what Brian just said.
0: Cool. Very good. Yeah, so go Google that, everybody. Google um, it up. Yeah, we'll be fine. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, like Brian said, if you want to send a beer into the show, brian at thebrewingnetwork.com mm-hmm. Or JP or Doctor Homebrew, I think is its own like you know stupid email address. So whatever you, whatever
2: whatever way I'm you can with do, I don't spell it with a Y, please. Nobody does. That, that would just be yeah. incorrect. By
0: um, definition. and uh, get some like I said, we're we're taking meads, we're taking wine, kombucha. Hard well, tea. We, look
3: at us. We just got seltzer. a Sake. And
0: sake. we got a bracket. Yeah. We
3: got a lot of interesting stuff this, these last couple shows.
0: Yeah. yeah. I do have some leftovers from, um, uh, I did a sake show with uh, Setting Sun Sake from San Diego. Oh, wow. And they do the like, canned cocktails. Hmm. I call them session sake. So if you guys are in the area, come on by. I'll give you one. This is not an
2: episode of the session.
0: Yeah. This is not for the general, like, people. This is for specifically YouTube, Brian. It's not for, like, anybody (laughs) listening. So, Mm. anyway, um, we're going to get out of here, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We have a bunch of cool content coming out uh, for, for um, this is Dr. Homebrew, for That's Brew great. Strong. I'm editing a, a bunch of stuff right now. There will be a show about, like I said, stratification and fermentation. There will be a show coming out this month about uh, barrel aging beers. So Jamil and John really get uh, into that. We have a lot of cool backlogs of the session. And uh, some cool new shows coming out on the session as well. And then Dr. Homebrew just sort of chugs along. And we're the workhorse, man. We're drinking homebrew over here. Anything you make at home, look, fucking send in cookies, dude. I'll review cookies. I don't care.
3: And we're plugging you ears even, up all the time, too. And we're, well, we got to plug ears up well, podcasts, ears up podcasts all the time. Hard. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. They, work, they do. They, those guys work really hard. Um, and there you go.
3: Sometimes they hardly work. Yeah, most mm. of the time.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you.